Welcome to the Fit Dad Club podcast. My name is Travis Jones, and I'm here with Jason Barrett. Jace, how you doing today, buddy? Doing uh, moderate. I've got a little bit of a cold, a um, little bit under the weather, but uh, that's 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 never stopped me before. That is dad life sometimes, mate. Uh, you know, as I think we talked about last week, you either are going to be sick, tired, sick and tired, but it doesn't mean you don't do the work. I think that's, no. that's the end of the day. 100%. Just get on with it. So today, mate, we are going to talk about meal planning and meal prep hacks. So, you know, so often, you know, with the guys we coach, you know, they think they need a specific meal plan that like, I need the meal plan to lose weight. Um, and in reality, you know, I, I personally find that meal plans suck. They're, they might be good for the first, say, 21 days. It's like, here's a meal plan, follow this meal plan. But unless we're increasing your education about, you know, having the ability to choose your own food, having the ability to choose the your own proteins, your own uh, carbohydrates, or what to eat when you're out. It's understanding that you have the ability to modify a meal plan to fit inside your calories and macronutrients. Unless you can't do that, you really, all you're doing is you've got something you can follow. And then when you can't follow it anymore, you fall off the bandwagon and you don't know what to do. So I think one of the biggest things is, yes, meal planning, or meal plans are okay to start with, but you need to understand one, how to hit your calories. Two, what meals are you going to fit inside your weekly planning that you can rotate in and out? How to understand those and what the meal prep hacks are to make your meal planning easier as well. And I think that's what we're going to talk about today. So uh, with this, I hope you listen, you can take some notes, you can go back and listen to it again. But this is probably one of the biggest things that trips people up when they're trying to lose weight and tra transform their body at the end of the day. Because, you know, we talk about, you know, we train to preserve muscle mass, we diet to lose fat. So, you know, we don't train to lose fat, we train to preserve lean muscle mass and we diet to lose fat. So when we're trying to get a body transformation, so to be able to stick to your diet is to be able to understand what should you be eating, how to prep it easy and make it taste good so you don't feel like you're eating boring, bland, boiled chicken and broccoli, if people still eat that, I'm not sure. Um, and you don't want to get off not. the diet. I hope they don't. But if you are, this you should listen because you don't have yeah. to eat that. So I think one of the biggest things to start with, before we get into the meal prep hacks, I think we should talk about meal planning. Um, mm. Because I think the meal planning, people oh, I don't have time to meal plan. But, you know, when we're talking about meal planning, it's like looking at your next seven days. And I normally tell most of my guys, sit down on a Sunday, do it for 15 minutes, create your week of what it looks like and going, you know, what are my breakfast, what are my lunches, what are my dinners? And you sort of set it out and have it up on the, the fridge so you know what you, you and your partner are eating or what the whole family's eating for dinner, what you're eating for lunches, what you're eating for breakfast. It's using somewhat implementation intentions. And now all you're doing is going through the week and pressing play, right? You're not trying to, oh, what should I eat today? Or, you know, what should I have for lunch? And you're constantly making decisions. You've made a, you made structural discipline. And we've talked about that in this, in the discipline, um, section of willpower and one of the other podcasts earlier on. There's structural discipline and reactive discipline. If we're using structural discipline, which is creating a meal plan and then, using that structural discipline just to follow through rather than knowing, oh, I've got 1,800 calories today. And you're const constantly using reactive discipline to try and make choices on the fly to stay within your calories. Now, that is the hardest way to hit your protein, to make sure you're staying under your calories. It's a super stressful um, time. And you're constantly looking at an app, trying to track your food. So the, the amount of time where you're looking at spending 15 or 20 minutes on a Sunday and you're planning it out, you're actually saving at least, I would say, an hour over the next week. So if you think about it, it takes you about five minutes to decide what you're going to eat every single meal. You know, that's 15 minutes a day. Then when that's going to be over the next seven days, we've got at least an hour and a half over the next week where you're constantly trying to decide what you're going to eat. So 20 minutes at the front end or an hour and a half over the course of the week, well, you're actually saving time and it doesn't take you time to do it. I think we just have to have that quick reframe when we do it. So when you're looking at meal planning out a week, what do you look at, Jace? The biggest one for me, and especially for a lot of the guys I coach, is number one is that variety is overrated. The amount of people that are like, I want to eat different shit for this meal, that meal, I want to have a different breakfast every day and I like to you know, keep my options. I was like, variety is so overrated. If you're in a position where you're trying to make different meals for every single meal of the day and every single meal of the week, you're going to end up, like that's cooking 21 meals a week. 
It's like, yes, that's a hell of a lot to do. Me, I have the exact same breakfast every single day. And what you do and what I find works is you find modifiers. You find little things that you can do to flavor or slightly or do a dish slightly differently. Like myself and my wife, when we look, when we sit down, because we order our food online, that's probably one of the biggest tips I can give. <clears throat> order your food online if you've got the capacity to, whether it's like Woolworths online ordering or Coles or whatever, um, or you know, take a proper shopping list with you and just take like a couple of minutes. Now, the first time you do it, it's going to take a bit more time. But as you start to create more staple meals, it's going to get quicker and quicker and quicker. So when we sit down and we plan our week, we basically open up Woolworths, right? There's a, um, a handy little button that says buy again. So you just click on that and it goes through all of the shit that you've bought generally before. And you can just go add, 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 right? And it's got everything right there. So you know exactly what your, you know, what's in stock, what's out of stock. Um, and it reminds you what the same sort of things are. Oh yeah, shit, that's right. Beef mints and chicken thighs and chicken breast and add, add, add to carb. So order online is one of the biggest things, um, but you will go through maybe like five or six different staples uh, that we kind of rotate through. Now I'm the one, I'm the one who does the cooking in the house. So as a result, I had tend to have a bit more control over knowing all right, what flavors are going to go well together. What kind of, you know, what's the overall vision for the meal, right? Are we going to be doing like a, a stir fry or are we going to do an, you know, chicken and rice? Sorry, there's a vision for a meal. I'm not fucking Michelangelo, but um, <laughs> hey, my, my, uh, my cooking is art. Um, yeah. Are we going to be doing like a steak and veggies? Are we going to be doing a roast, you know, and, and just partially it comes down to what I feel like, you know, input from my wife. She'll be like, oh, I, I really like the, I feel like, um, you know, a chow mein or a, or a chili con carne or something this week. All right, cool. I know to grab, you know, beef, beans and canned tomatoes and some veggies, throw it together and there you go, right? So you sit down with your partner or you sit down on your own, whatever the situation is, and you just go through some, first of all, some lean protein staples. So for me in the morning, that looks like either eggs or Chobani slash Yopro yogurt, right? I've got about four tubs of Yopro yogurt that I'll go through in the next like two or three weeks, um, purely because I have that for breakfast every single day with some protein powder, with some wheat bix crushed up in there and some berries. That's like my default start to the day. And you can switch it up. You can add in things like peanut butter. You can mix in a different cereal. You can use different flavors, right? And you get that bit of variety. Um, and then when you really want the variety, I go for the eggs, right? That's my other option. But then when I'm planning like the meals ahead, it's, it's, it's got down to a science where it's just one lean, extra lean beef mince. If it's not extra lean, then I'll get the lean one. Um, one chicken thigh that I'll do up in either a curry or a stir fry and I'll get like a bulk 1.6 kilo pack and I'll use that for two separate meals. Um, one massive thing of chicken breasts that I'll usually just oven bake and use that in um, wraps usually or sandwiches or whatever else, right? And just have it on its own with some salad. Um, and then whatever else we're feeling, usually there'll be like an oyster blade steak. Uh, those would generally be one of the cheapest, which are quite good. Um, so you're not breaking the bank, especially with the price of meat at the moment. Mm. But those will probably be the main things that we'll tend to have. Sometimes my wife will be like, oh, I really want a quiche. So we'll get a quiche. Um, we've been doing protein pizzas lately. So we get, there's a high protein pizza base and some um, like really low fat uh, pepperoni with some, you know, with some tomato paste and some cheese really easy to do. So you have the archetype of what your meals are going to be, whether it's burgers and you're using those peppercorn extra lean beef burgers, whether it's, you know, um, chicken and rice, whether it's noodles, whether it's vegetables, whether it's potatoes, whether you're using mash, pasta, whatever, but have the meals that you enjoy a couple of ideas and then don't try and do fucking 21 different meals. Do yeah. five or six maximum. And what I recommend is that you allow for a bit of a, a bit of a discrepancy and you allow for, um, you know, overflow and then you can have your dinner for lunch, right? Trying to cook a little bit more at nighttime so that then your lunch the next day, you can have the same thing. But then the next night you have something different, right? A lot of people are, I don't want to have the same lunch every single day, right? That's what I will do with the, the, the chicken breast or something like that. But if you're cooking a big enough batch at dinner, then you can just have it the next day and then you're having it twice. And then it's done for the week. And then you move on to something new for those people that love variety. So um, think about what capacity you have to cook. Don't oversell yourself and be like, oh, I'm going to be able to cook so many of these. You're not going to be able to cook that many meals. Come on. You're getting started. You're having takeaway four nights a week. You're not going to start cooking 21 meals a week. So do I have capacity to cook at night? Yes. If so, make your meal for lunch the next day at the exact same time, use the same food. And that's going to just save you a hell of a lot of time and a hell of a lot of stress. That's my probably my biggest go-to, especially for people that work away, but um, sitting down with your wife, planning it out, it's going to take time, but start with the protein, 
start with where are you getting your protein from in the meal and then build out from there. If you need to, you know, ask us for advice, Google for advice, right? You can find many different options. Like what can I do with, you know, chicken breasts, right? You can make a pasta, mm. you can do sandwiches, you can do wraps, you can do a chicken uh, bake, right? You can do so many different um, things. There's infinite options out there, but you've got to start with a base of protein because that's where most people fuck it up. They, yeah. they try to think about a meal and then they're like, oh, how do I slot protein into this meal? Start with the protein be like, well, what can I make with this? Um, and my final little tip for my monologue is um, the, the master foods recipe bases are actually fucking legit if you do yeah. not know how to cook. The, um, there's, they've got like the, they've got chili con carne. They've got a bunch of different other ones, like, a um, like honey mustard chicken and that kind of stuff. But it's legit just like a recipe packet on the back of it. It gives you the full macro breakdown. It tells you exactly what foods to buy, how to prepare it. And usually they're pretty bloody lean and they're pretty bloody good. I would have like two serves of those and it would be like a 50, 60 grams of protein in a meal. So if you are creatively shot in the foot, and you're just you're not very good at thinking about those kind of things. Look for those recipe bases as a um, as a as a as a starting point, right? You can even look at things like HelloFresh and see some of their online meals and try, kind of steal them for yourself. Even go on HelloFresh for a couple of weeks. Take keep the little um the little you know recipe cards that they give you and use yeah. that as your basis for some meals moving forward. There's there's options and options and options out there, but you've got to start with what foods do you like. What kind of proteins do you enjoy? Where's your source of protein going to come from in each meal? And then build from that base. Um, I've got a lot more experience cooking and prepping meals because I'm doing it for a long time, but focus on the protein first and let the rest add onto it rather than say, oh, I want to make pizza. How do I make it high protein? And then you end up spending fucking $40 on all these bougie ingredients and it tastes like shit. Dude, I hundred percent agree with you there. And I think <clears throat> there's, there's some staples in it. Like you said, we start with protein pretty much every single meal. Um, so am I getting 30 grams of protein in the meal? I think that's one of the key things. Obviously, mm -hmm. breakfast, go for 30. You know, if we're looking at lunches, probably going to have 40 to 50 grams. And dinners, probably around 50 to 60 grams, right? So it's like when we scale it, it's just easier. We normally have slightly bigger protein inside our dinners. Um, but also, we want to have about 300 grams of vegetables a day. If you're not great at cooking veg, just buy the pre-packet veg and chuck it in the microwave. Like, you know, worst mm -hmm. case scenario, that's what you do. Um, and you have like three packets of those veg you just chuck it in there you get some good micronutrients in there you get a bit of fiber from it and you're getting 300 grams of veg you want to have about one piece of fruit a day as well so if we look at the total basics minimum 30 grams of protein every meal 300 grams of veg a day one piece of fruit and it's like okay we have to hit these things this is what mm -hmm. we want to do then we look at it Everyone always says, oh, I need variety. And it's like, it's a running joke about anyone who knows me is I'm a very certainty-based person um, with my food. I don't like change. We have a meal plan system inside our house. I know what's for Mondays. I know what's for Tuesdays. I know what's for... Like me and Liv never have to have a conversation of what do you want for dinner tonight? Well, it's, I know it's Wednesday. This is what we eat. I know it's Thursday. This is what we eat. So mm -hmm. there's never a conversation about what we eat because we know. There's a system. And if we get sick of one of the meals, we just take it out of the rotation and we place a new meal in. That's very simple. So we just got rid of chili con carne and we added lamb back in, a slow-cooked lamb instead because we got over chili con carne for, for a couple of months. And it's simple. We don't ever have to ask again because we love every single dinner because dinner is one of the biggest things where we sit down and engage and we have connection. So it's more of a, like for me and Liv, it's more of a traditional meal because we're sitting down together, we're discussing, um, you know, we're present with each other. Whereas lunches, I'm present pretty much with no one except myself um, and just eating my food. <laughs> and same as if I'm having breakfast, it's something, it's, it's more of a convenience thing. I should eat right now. And not, not a, oh, let's have breakfast and break bread and talk about, you know, how you slept last night. Like, it's really, it's like, I just need to get some food into me because I know I should be eating. So if we're looking at it, the average person eats about 23 foods a week. It's just you're eating the wrong foods and the wrong mm. quantity. So if I look at it and we look at a meal planning roster, you just have to go, okay, for me and my partner, if you are choosing to eat the same foods, what's it have to be look like? You know, we, I know we have salmon one night of the week. We have steak one night of the week. We have homemade pizzas one night. We have pasta like a spag bowl one night. We do a meatballs one night with couscous. Uh, we do a corned beef at the moment that came back into the, like a silver side slow cooked. It tastes great. Mm. Came back in. It's quite lean. Um, and we have a lamb one night of the week. So that's our seven nights of the week. And it's like each night, this is what we have. Um, you know, we either with our salmon, we just, you know, 
uh, chuck in the barbecue, super simple. With our steak, it's a barbecue-based cooking. With our pizzas, throw them in the oven. We just use the Lebanese um, pita breads, and I chuck some chicken on top of that to make sure I hit my protein or some ham as well. Um, you know, with our pasta, it's a spag bowl, so it's a lean beef mince, so I know I'm getting my protein there. With my meatballs, again, it's a, it's a lean beef mince. Um, corned beef, obviously high in protein with silver side. So I know I'm hitting my protein with each of them. If I look at my carbohydrates then for dinner, I know that we match while we're having the carbs through with the pita bases. I know I'm having potatoes with my salmon. I have couscous with my meatballs. So we layer a carbohydrate in there with each of the meals. It's like, so I have about four or five carbohydrates throughout the week. So there's rice, there's couscous, there's sweet potato fries, and there's just a mashed potato. I sort of layer them throughout the week. Um, and then I have my veg, my veg, which is like that 300 grams of veg. So it's like my top layer, my dinners are done. And that's the, the meal that I, I probably inside our family, we think the most about. Right. So it's like, are we eating something that we enjoy because we're sitting down to eat together at the end of a day? Um, so if we, we shop for the week and we just have a shopping list in Woolworths, similar to yourself, and we buy our meats from the butcher, we buy all of our, um, other, you know, uh, condiments and veg from, um, the, from Woolworths. So it's like a shopping list. It's like buy shopping list. Um, if we don't need anything, just remove from the shopping list for the week. Um, then we look at our lunches. So. Always for me, I ask my guys when I coach them, it's like, are you someone who's going to prep your food for the week in advance so you don't have to do it? Or are you someone who wants to make the food every morning of? If you're making the food every morning, it's going to be somewhat of a chicken wrap um, or a tuna wrap or a ham salad wrap, but it will be like you chucking at 30 grams of protein, not physical weight, but 30 grams of protein content. So it's so like 150 grams of like ham or chicken or something like that to make sure it's above 30 grams of protein. Um, and you're chucking some lettuce and tomato, some low fat cheese in there. You get some 99% fat free mayo on there and your wrap's going to be about 400 to 500 calories. You can make a super bulky wrap with one of those light, um, mission wraps. And you're going to hit your 30 grams of protein. And that's if you're making in the morning of, if you're prepping for the week, it's like, just make a massive switch. I had today, massive shepherd's pie with like five serves for the week. You know, it's easy. You chuck it in the microwave. It's easy to eat. You can make a cold tuna pasta salad, you know, chuck, and that, that's easy as well. We tell the guys, so I'm like, either choose, are you prepping? And yes, are you prepping? Okay. These are the two or three meal prep ideas you can do that you can take with you. If you're not prepping, these are the two or three lunches that you're going to do and you're going to make in the morning. Okay. Yes. Perfect. So now you have an if then scenario, either or, um, then if you're going out to eat your meal prep, you have to understand like looking at your week and your meal plan for your week. When are you going out to eat? I don't know. Well, start knowing. Okay. When are you going out to eat lunch? I'm going out to eat lunch on Wednesdays. Okay. Cool. What's the two or three restaurants around you or takeaway spots around you that would fit inside your calories? Okay. Cool. Just write in your schedule. I'm going to go to the sushi hut, wherever your sushi place is on Wednesday. And I'm going to buy A, B and C. Right. So it's like you've already pre planned inside your planner of what you're going to eat for the week when you're actually eating out. So again, you don't have to make those decisions. And you're not defaulting to bad decisions. So no, if you eat out, then you eat this. If you prep, then you eat this. If you make it the morning of, then you eat this. So that's how our lunches are very simple. And it's more of like a, a should eat for pretty much my sanity and everyone else around me. So I'm not that hangry mofo um, sitting in the office. And then the last thing is like our breakfast and breakfast are probably like the most simple. It's like you're gonna cook some eggs and have it with a piece of toast, or you can. I always just do protein oats. It's the easiest thing for me. Chuck mm. a sachet of oats, put a scoop of protein there, chuck some peanut butter, and I have a banana with mine or half a banana. It depends on what I'm doing, or I'll take the banana out altogether if I need a little bit lower on carbohydrates. So it's like my breakfast is so simple, my lunches are simple because it's just a prepped thing, and my dinner plan across the week is always the same. If you don't want to do um, like cooked oats or cooked eggs, just do some overnight oats, make the five up, take them with you to work, have them on the train or on the bus or while you're riding a bike. I don't care where you eat them or how you eat them as long as you don't hands crash free. your bike while you're, while you're eating. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got one of those hands-free bikes. Um, so, so with that, it's, it's coming to it with a plan. And this plan, really, you do the first one. It might take half an hour for your first plan. And then every week after that, it might take 10 minutes, literally 10 minutes, because you already have the overarching plan 
And then you just have to make slight modifications to the plan moving forward. And if your calories are getting smaller, you know, just to shave off a little bit here, a little bit there, because you have a plan. And it's not like, oh, what do I do now? I'm 100 calories down on my daily calories. What do I change? Well, just take 25 grams of carbs out. It's very simple. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing. When I'm talking meal planning, that's what I look at. And then the last thing is snacks. Mm, yeah, when it comes to like, and snacks are another easy one that you can cut out if you need to, if you've got that 100 mm. calorie um, drop. Like for perspective, I've gone from eating 1800 calories on a shred. I'm now up to about 2350 as I'm trying to gain some mass. Um, and it's still, it's gone very slowly, which I'm happy about. But um, the a, a lot of people be like, oh, you're going from shredding to bulking. Um, or you're going to try to lose weight than to try to gain weight, you must be eating so much you know, different foods and eating fucking, you know, chocolate and eating pizza and all this other kind of stuff. I'm eating pretty much the exact same shit that I was eating before, just slightly bigger versions of it, right? Like I had, um, I had two, like just before we jumped on, I posted up for our dad's group. I had two um, scrambled egg, ham and pickled vegetable um, muffins with a bit of extra egg on the side because it wouldn't all fit. Um, yeah, if I was shredding and I had that, I'd probably have one right? It's pretty straightforward. You're eating the same kind of foods and you should be eating the same kind of foods regardless of what your goals are, but you just need to scale the amounts and the volumes of what you're having. Um, and the same thing goes for things like snacks, right? Like for me, fruit is a super convenient snack. Ideally we do have, you know, obviously high protein snacks are a, um, you know, are a good value. If you're already hitting your protein in, um, you know, in your other areas, let's say, you know, you've got 50 grams in your, um, in your breakfast, which you can easily hit with some high protein yogurt and a scoop of protein powder. That'll bump you right up there. And then you're hitting another sort of 40, 50, and then 60 grams at dinner, you might be in a good spot. Um, so as far as snacks go, we're looking at things that are high fiber generally. So we're looking at fruit in general, you know, you've got vitamins, you've got minerals, you've got fiber to keep you full for longer. And, you know, generally, you know, apple a day, keep the doctors away, all that good shit. Um, either that, or you're looking at something that's a little bit more high protein, a little bit more sustainable. So that's either those Yopro, like yogurt pouches, always a really good option. Um, I find they go down a little bit too quick. Um, so, you know, they, they're not super filling, but you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's enjoyable for the process and it's good for on the go. Um, a straight up protein shake, again, not a super filling option, but it is an option if you maybe uh, like, oh, fuck, I'm, you know, I'm not going to be able to eat for a little while. I need to get a bit of protein in. The reason why we're wanting protein so frequently is to maintain as much muscle mass as possible while we're losing fat, right? So ideally, we're hitting that sort of protein 30 grams or so every couple of hours is ideal. Um, so a protein shake just in water or in skim milk as well. I find that works really well for me. That's my probably going to be my snack after this um, after this episode. It would be a, um, a scoop of protein in in um, uh, in Hilo or skim milk because that'll give me about 30, 35 grams of protein and that'll keep me going until dinner time and I'll be all good. Um, I recommend some, you know, whether it's protein bars, whether it's beef jerky, right? If you want to give your jaw a workout and um, burn some extra calories just from chewing, you can get some uh, some biltong or some some of the real lean beef jerky. That's always a good option. Pork crackle is actually surprisingly good. Mm. Um, I know we've talked about it time and time again in the group as well, but pork crackle is so good super high in sodium though so bring you know bring Watch some out. water with you but yeah it's uh, it'll, you know, you'll definitely retain a bit of water but the um the the beauty of it is it's it's super crispy super crunchy and it's going to give you way more flavor than even like a packet of chips would but it's going to give you mm. so much more protein as well so um those are some go-tos for me you can also bake things like um i've got some protein muffins that i've got in the freezer and i'll just pull one out in the morning if i want to they've got about 15 20 grams of protein in them as well You've got protein smoothies that you can buy or you can um, make and prep. And, you know, I'm, I'm not opposed to even like, you know, mini chicken wraps. You can have like little mini chicken um, wraps you can keep in the freezer. I would say one of my little egg McMuffins that I had today, you could put a little bit of, you know, lean ground um, beef in there, put that in the freezer. That's a pretty good little on the go snack too. So don't let snacks be limited to snack foods. Um, but things like fruit, high protein options, like your, um, your shakes and your beef jerkies and your, um, your, your pork crackles, those kind of things are always really good from a snack perspective. But my, um, my number one shredding snack is uh, carrot and celery. You can either do that with hummus or just, uh, I will honestly probably eat two carrots a day, just straight out the bag. It's, you know, crunchy, it's crispy, it gives your mind off track, especially when you get that little craving. Like I've got a little bag of, bag of eggies here, right? I'm trying to, I'm limiting myself to two of these a day. Um, that's where I'm getting my extra calories from. And there's like, oh, if I'm, if oh, do I want a third one? Do I, I'm just going to go grab a carrot, right? It gives you something to take your mind off until that craving passes. And it's something that's relatively minor as far as calories go. So remember the fruit and veg sticks you used to have as a kid, right? Put some peanut butter on them, go, um, uh, go with a bit of hummus, right? You've got options available. 
I th- yeah, mate, exactly. I think 200 grams of uh, carrots chopped up, you know, you're looking at like 70 calories. So I think nothing. it's nothing at all, guys. So if you're looking at, you chop up the carrots, use munching on those. If you're, if you're someone who, you know, just feels like they need to have a snack in the afternoon, it's going to be super low in cows. Um, and you do that with like a yogurt, like a high protein yogurt or a mm. jerky, and you can just keep chewing. Um, then it's just definitely going to hit a bit of protein in there and you're going to hit, um, you know, that's, you know, a sense of like, for full, like you're feeling full, like the satiety. Mm. Um, so whether that be psychological or physiological, either way, if you're chewing for 20 minutes on jerky and carrots, you're going to just not want to eat anymore. Um, so <laughs> you're yeah. just going to eat a whole I'm head done. of lettuce and see how <laughs> much uh, other food you want to fit in. <laughs> exactly. So I think when we're looking at the, the, the planning side of things, it's having a core plan and then it's like interlacing things in. I think for me, like when I'm looking at like my maintenance calories are pretty much here when I have a breakfast, a lunch and a dinner. Um, and then when I, when I'm, I sort of sit around 22, 2300 calories for my maintenance. Uh, and if I'm looking to personally to, to start to just cut some body fat, all I do is cut breakfast and uh, like automatically drops me to 1700 calories. Cause about 500 calorie protein oats, my banana and, and peanut butter. I cut breakfast. It cuts 500 calories off my day. Um, and I don't have to do anything else. And I keep my training. I might bump my steps by 2000 and I can go on a mini cut for like four to six weeks. And I have to have no other changes other than that. So I think when we look at it and I'll move into like a bit of intermittent fasting for those four to six weeks. So when you're looking at guys, you have like a, an overarching plan and then you can make modifications around your plan. But the biggest thing is you need to have a plan. Um, because without it, all you're doing is constantly chasing your tail and you're playing defense and we talked about this the other day you know you don't win games with defense right you, you you're trying you hold back right and you're trying to defend constantly and that's when you make mistakes and you get points scored against you if we're in offense constantly and we're being proactive that's how we score the points and that's how we hit our nutrition goals that's how we hit our protein goals and that's how we create change because we're constantly being proactive we're playing ahead of time we're playing offense and that's how you score the points and you score the points you win the games and that's what our body trans- transformation is all about um when we're gamifying the process yeah. And I really like what you're talking about with your, you know, the getting the, um, getting the dinner really sort of dialed in as that's usually the one, you know, you get home from work, yeah. you're tired, you're hungry. It's like, oh, what do we have? So if at the very least you can nail down your dinner as like a starting point. And then if you have, you know, let's say we, we make breakfast a no brainer and then we mm. really focus on mainly just planning the dinner side of things, because that's probably where most people will fuck it up. Right. Um, lunch, you're at work, you're busy. You're not sort of, you don't, you haven't got all the snacks and all the crap foods available to you maybe. Um, you know, but then again, you get dinner down, right. And you cook yourself enough for the next day, then that's, that's good to go. But sort of. that's, that's when most people are going to struggle is, is they get home, they're in that environment and environment is a big one as well of habitual snacking. I find, um, when I used to go to my dad's house every Wednesday for, um, for dinner, we would go in, we would, um, we would basically I'd walk in and then I'd be like, where's the snacks? Because when I used to live there, I was like, we would always just, you know, there would always be snacks and treats and things in the cupboard. And it's almost like unconscious. Like when I lived there, I used to be, you know, a lot of a bigger person. So I would go to just, you know, go snack. There's oh, a thing, open thing of chips. Yeah. I'll open that up and grab a couple out. You know, and you just, you get into these habits and these routines and it's noticing, well, what are the habits and routines you maybe have in your own household that you're consistently doing? And then it's like, well, we need to break that pattern. And you got to break it a couple of ways. One of the guys I was talking to yesterday, he struggled when he got home because like, I would just eat whatever's because I'm starving. I'm like, oh, well, we need to have a bigger fucking lunch or we need to have a meal closer to when you go home. So when you go home, we've talked about this again in habits, um, you know, cue routine reward. You're, you're not hungry and that's not the trigger for you to then go to the cupboard and grab some chocolate or grab some chips out. And then that doesn't spiral from there. So make sure you've got an idea of, well, what are the environmental factors that are playing into this too? But when it comes to that meal prep, getting dinner down and just focusing on like, if that's the one meal that you cook, cook, you know, a big batch of it and just make sure that's the one fucking thing that you plan that'll carry over dividends into the rest of the week. Because, you know, I've tried to prep lunches before, but we usually end up cooking so much at dinner that there's so much left over that I end up having to freeze half of it. And I never really get around to using it. So I've got all these other meals in the freezer, which is again, another good tip whenever you've, uh, if you've ever got any spare meals that you're not going to use in time, chuck them in the freezer. That way you've got something really accessible. Um, But from here, I think what we want to talk about is some of the hacks and some of the things you can do to actually prep 
your meals better. Right now you've got a bit of a plan together, a bit of an idea, a plan. If you haven't, stop, pause this video, go and write down a plan, go and have a bit of an idea, go get some you know, chicken, chicken thighs, chicken breast, I don't care, lean beef mints. What am I going to be basing my meals around, especially for dinner, and then build from there. And then from here, what we'll talk about is yeah, some of the hacks and some of the things to make to make it taste good. Because there's no point having a diet that tastes like shit. Like you don't need your diet to taste amazing. Oh my God, this is the best food I've ever had. Because if the problem for most people is because every single meal they've had, they've tried to make it, oh, the best fucking meal I've ever had. I'm going to, you know, put extra cheese and sticks of butter and stir it all in because I want it to be this creamy, yummy, delicious pasta. It's like, well, that takes a shine away from whenever you do have those meals because you have it all the fucking time. So focus on, you know, Meals that taste good, but they're not going to be, you don't need every single meal that you eat to be the most amazing thing in the entire world. You don't need every single meal that you eat to be the tastiest thing ever, because that's how you lead down the road of gluttony, right? Of, of continuing just to indulge and indulge and indulge. It's, it's just not necessary. Save those meals for the good times, the important times. That's my, that's my two cents on, on tasty meals. Mate, I completely agree. I think the last thing just before we move into the, the, the essentially hacks of meal prepping is I tell everyone to buy like two or three of the pre-made meals from Woolworths or my muscle chef or someone mm. and just throw them in the, in the freezer. So then you have an if, when, then scenario. If, when shit completely hits the fan and we can't eat, eat the dinner because the dog ate the silver side or whatever happens in your household. Um, like I'm not going to judge. He, uh, <laughs> ate it all yeah. at once. Exactly. So whatever happens, then rather than your if, when, then, your old defaults, like let's order seven large pizzas from Pizza Hut, um, it's not going to be that, right? Like our new default is if, when, we can't hit the plan and, you know, I worked late, wife worked late, everything happens. We just need to, you know, throw something in the microwave. You already have a couple of those pre-made meals in the freezer. You wipe them in the microwave and it's done. So it's your new default. Um, and then if you use those two meals or use those three meals that are in there, you just replenish the stock, chuck them in the freezer. And you always have these three done meals in the freezer for, for when the shit hits the fan scenario comes around. Cause you know, there's protein, you know, the calorie control and you know, you're good to go. So that's a, the last little thing I would always say, uh, to have in the freezer. If you're not a, um, constant cooking freezer, um, cook like Chase's. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's a good idea. All right, guys. So now you have a plan. Okay. And we know what we should be creating for our week. Now, what about meal prepping? I think this is one of your fortes, Jay. So I'll let you take from here. What is the best hacks to prep your week? Yeah. So there's, I mean, there's levels to it, right? I would consider it almost like a level one, level two, level three ways of preparing your meals. Um, and the, the yields will basically just be in flavor and sometimes in cost as well. So there are cheap and easy options when it comes to prepping meals. And for most people, that's going to be bulk cooking on something like a Sunday. And that's going to look like for example, oven baking chicken breast. That's one of my favorite ways to, to bulk prep is because you can cook them all at once. It takes you about 20 minutes in the oven. Um, the problem that most people run into is they don't know how to season. So if you're listening to this, listen closely. Uh, salt, pepper, onion powder, garlic powder, and paprika as like a minimum. If you just mix those together and you sprinkle that on your chicken breast, it's still going to taste decently good, right? Still going, even if you overcook the shit out of it, it's still going to be salvageable. The second thing is not to overcook what you're eating and have a bit of an idea of actually learning how to cook. This is going to take time to learn how to cook. But when it comes to something like batch baking the chicken breasts, um, like I have a little thermometer that I'll check the temperature of them to make sure that they don't go over like 65 or so degrees in the oven. Um, because if they're about there internally, they're going to squeeze out all their moisture and they're just going to end up sort of dry. So if you can avoid overcooking them, now you don't have to go out there and buy like a food thermometer, but if you do have one, it's a good use for it. Um, but it's just making sure, you know, maybe you cut open the little bit of the chicken and you see, is it still quite juicy inside? Yep. Perfect. Pull it out. As long as it's not pink inside, it'll basically be done. So batch cooking on the Sunday is going to involve using things like a rice cooker or a big pan in order to get a bunch of rice going. Now, rice cooker is the the biggest thing in my life that has been such a godsend. You can pop it on and delay it for eight hours. You can put it on in the morning and rice will be ready by the time you get home. It's always perfectly cooked. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to manage like a burner and putting the lid on and off and oh, I let all the steam out. Did I ruin the rice? You know, all the shit that goes on. So a rice cooker, you can get them for like 30, 40 bucks, just like the little one pot instant pot things. 
put in the water, put in the rice, it's good to go. Put in a little bit of salt. You don't have to cook brown rice, right? Jasmine rice, white rice is still just as good, just pretty much the same. Like there's much of a muchness in terms of difference. White rice actually a little bit better absorbed on the gut. So you know, for me, texture and taste is better. So you know, whatever tickles your fancy. Prepping those things ahead of time is going to be big. And it's, it's also really easy when you can do like three cups of rice bang them into a um bang them into a rice cooker put in i think it's like about five cups of water whatever your your one does after about an hour you're going to have a bunch of carbs ready to go the second thing when it comes to meal prepping once you've like prepped the actual ingredients right and again as travis said use frozen vegetables if you have to you can get like those bag frozen veggies um sort microwave them saute them in a pan with like a little bit of soy sauce for like you know, five minutes until they're not frozen anymore. And then you've got, look, they're not going to be the best texture in the world because they're from frozen. But hey, if you haven't got the time, it beats trying to cut up all the vegetables that you've got in the fridge that you never use that have gone moldy because you bought them two weeks ago and you promised yourself you'd use them, <laughs> which never happens. So have those those accessible things ready to go. Um, use flavors, use condiments, use um, sauces to maximize your flavor. Don't rely on chicken and vegetables to give you the flavor or beef and vegetables, whatever, to give you the flavor because they're just not going to be the most flavorful foods in the world. Use sauces, right? You'll be surprised at how far, you know, 10 to 15 mils of a sauce, like a tablespoon of sauce can go, especially in something like, if you're using something like soy sauce, it's got fuck all calories in it, right? You're not using like a, a, um, like a pre-made sugary, teriyaki sauce and you're drizzling it over the whole thing but a splash of soy sauce can really bring out a lot of flavor especially to something like a stir fry so have some seasonings and have some sauces ready to go whether it's something like um you know sriracha or there's sugar-free barbecue sauce that you can get as well the, low, the sort of lower calorie options there use that to your advantage so that if you're a meal prepper on a sunday bulk cooking things like um chicken breast or a pasta and just getting that all done in one big pot and pre-portioning that out those are meals that tend to lend themselves really well to sort of longer term prepping obviously you can do things like you know things like wraps and sandwiches that are a little bit more individual you can do as travis talking about kind of the day of um, it's not as important to pre-prep them if you've got the capacity and the time but um chicken and rice again it, it's it's a it's a bit of a meme and it's a bit of a um you know a bodybuilding um staple but it is something that works but it doesn't have to be something that's bland so no. adding flavors using those seasonings and sauces is a big one prepping them in um in big bulk batches on the sunday is it's a lot easier than you think but then it's just finding well what's my level at am i cooking up some um microwaving some frozen vegetables am i going to be using uncle ben's rice pouches because i can't be bothered or i don't have the capacity to cook you know a bunch of rice um am i going to be using the like pre-portion if you want to have something um a little bit different do i use like a two minute noodle packet that i can you know cook up in two minutes and then i've got you know my source of carbs for whatever meal i'm having so um yeah two minute noodles who would have thought they get done in two minutes but you've got you've got um you've got those sort of more quick and accessible options like if you want a really tasty pasta we use the continental pre-packaged pastas for meals all the time as a source of carbs like the um they have like the carbonaras or the like creamy chicken and bacon whatever right it's just basically it, you mix it up with a cup of milk and a cup of water and a little bit of butter and you pour that in and boil it and after eight minutes you've got like a, a relatively tasty pasta that you have as like a side or you can stir with chicken or do whatever else you want with it right so those are the options in my head that are just kind of the easy go-to things i've talked to you a little bit about like the master food recipe packets as well those are also really really handy but when it comes to prepping your meals in advance either double cooking your dinners and just increasing the amount of you know either you, if you need to buy bigger pots buy bigger pots but just doubling your ingredients and then portioning those things out for future meals or when you are cooking just make sure you're using the right flavors you're using uh, things that that give it a bit of oomph it's not just chicken and rice it's you know it's a chicken stir fry with rice and you've got a sauce that goes with it and it all comes together really nicely so um don't be shy to use flavors and sauces they make the process a lot more um a lot more enjoyable because otherwise you're kind of stuck with really bland foods and you're never going to stick to a diet with bland foods. Dude, I completely agree. And I think when we're looking at meal prepping hacks, um, you know, not everyone has a wife like mine, you know, she cooks <laughs> everything for me and she lives to make me happy through food, right? Like I'm surprised I'm not like 180 kilos to be honest. Um, but like she gets that would make you happy. <laughs> that would make her happy. Um, yeah because she gets such enjoyment about making foods that I love. 
Um, but if we look at it, I know, so some people don't have that luxury or that, you know, everyone doesn't have a live. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, you might have more time constraints with you and your partner. So you're like, Oh, I don't have time or we don't have time when we get home to cook this type of food. And it's like, well, okay, well you have time somewhere in the week to prepare. Okay. And Jace just says like, you know, we talked about before the frozen veg, if you have no time, like that's literally two minutes in the microwave, right? Same as rice, two minutes in the in the microwave um, or 90 seconds. So when we look yeah, at other things, seconds 90 seconds specifically, yeah, exactly. If Perfect not, it's like, you know, you can actually chop up your potatoes over on the weekend, right? Mm-hmm. So just pre-chop, right? So, you know, you, you know, literally skin the potato, chop them up. You can batch it up into, you know, 100 gram baggies or 400 gram baggies or whatever you're going to do. And then when you get home, Juice a little bit of olive oil on it, put some um, seasoning on it, chuck in the air fryer. So something that we love is air fryer, sweet potato fries, or just normal potato fries that we make ourselves. Um, Mm. We know the weight um, and we know, obviously, making sure there's some good seasoning on it. And it takes like 12 to 14 minutes inside the air fryer. And it's super fast to do. And it's like, and we've already chopped it up. So it's like you just chuck it in the air fryer as done within 14 minutes. Now with yourself, if you are then making your food in a slow cooker the morning of, again, mm. other hack for most people to do, you know, if you're going to have a silver cider, you are going to have maybe chicken tonight, not chicken tonight, but chicken tonight. Um, and, you know, you can literally just chuck, you know, four chicken breasts, chuck some, you know, chicken stock in there or some water, chuck some other seasoning, chuck it in the slow cooker, put it on for 12 hours, put it in the morning. You're just going to grab it out at night. You, just, you can pull it apart with a fork. It's that juicy. It's that tender. Like we use a slow cooker at least three times a week. Um, mm especially coming into winter, you want warm foods, you come home, the smell of the foods coming through the house, like it, it, you're already tasting it before you're even tasting it because it's just your, the aromas coming through your house are amazing. Now, all you have to do is just pull it out of the slow cooker and it's done. And at the same time, you're chucking some, you know, pre-cut potato or sweet potato into an air fryer and it's done it's all served up within about 20 minutes of you actually being home and you didn't have to do anything that night so it takes like five minutes to chuck into a slow cooker in the morning and at night time chuck your, your sweet potato fry, sweet potato or potato in the air, air fryer and then chuck your microwave veggies in there and you're all done guys so making sure we're using an air fryer making sure we're using a slow cooker those are the two key things i would definitely say most people should be using as far as time savers and as far as taste savers as well. Right. So I was like, they they definitely, because when you're slow cooking something, they are so tender and it just pulls in all the juices, especially if you are seasoning probably into the meat. And like, I I would just say that if you're going to have tasty dinners, they are probably the best purchases for you to have inside your house. Yeah, I um, I agree. I'm I'm gonna still root for the uh the rice cooker as 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 a as a, as a um, third, um, and then fourth is for me is gonna be a Dutch oven, um, something that you can cook a shit ton in. Like I've got mm. a like a cast iron Dutch oven. I did some yeah. um braised beef and and uh, like some braised slow cooked beef for about three hours in there because I didn't have the time to do the slow cooker. Um, ended up looking you know and tasting amazing. But uh, to to jump on top of that as well, if you don't have time to prep things let's say for example you've got um one of my meal staples this is in our fit dad's nutrition bible is a mexican salad and what and what this ends up looking like is beans like canned beans canned corn um avocado lettuce capsicum chilies you know basically whatever the hell else you want all that too much guess what get a can of corn get a can of beans get a couple of bag salads from woolworths chuck it all in a bowl mix it up with a little bit of like salsa um you've got the base for it and then you there's even Woolworths and, and Coles, they even have those microwavable um, pulled pork pouches. Yeah, it's like right. 200 grams of pulled pork in like a little sealed microwave thing already cooked, put in the microwave. Again, for three minutes or two minutes or whatever it is, it puffs up, it's done. And then you've got cooked pulled meat that you can just, again, you can either slow cook it yourself or you can just do that and chuck it in there. Like me, I'll um, every now and again, I'll do a full pulled pork shoulder. Um, now I get, I've got a smoker out the back and I get a little bit fancy. Um, you can also do this one in the slow cooker. This is a, um, basically slow cooked um, carnitas. Really, really good. You throw in like some lemon and a couple of other things in there, some lime. It's a really, really good um, 
cut for a low and slow cook. And we pulled that apart into being like two and a half kilos or so of meat, put it into a bunch of little individual bags. We'll pop it out, microwave it, chuck it in this, um, this Mexican salad. It's one of the most filling things I have. It's just, it's so big and bulky, but also not very calorie dense. You've got, you know, you can get fancy, you can add some corn chips to it if you want to, to bulk out the carbs a little bit. Um, but even just the beans and the corn and the salad and the, um, and the salsa kind of adds enough to it that it's quite a good, um, a good option. So don't sleep on salads as a quick, easy prep option, but that requires, you know, that little bit of having those, those, um, those proteins prepped ahead of time. The other thing I'd say as well is having a better, a, a better kitchen awareness and kitchen sense. And it's not something that you develop overnight, but it's things like, all right, am I going to need the oven? Chuck the oven on as soon as I get home, right? Let it preheat, let it come up to temperature. Um, one of the, the, the easy things, the easiest things in the world is a tray bake. Get one or two just trays, just oven trays. And you can use, again, you can use frozen vegetables. You can use freshly chopped vegetables if you've got the capacity, right? It only takes five minutes to chop some veggies, but I know sometimes it takes a bit, it's a bit longer for people. Have two or three vegetables and an onion, chop them up, chuck them on one tray. Have a bunch of chicken breasts or even chicken thighs, whatever, um, laid out. It could even be some, fucking, some steaks if you wanted to be a blasphemer and cook them in the oven. Um, or you could cook them on the stovetop while the veggies are cooking in the oven, right? And you use your sense to do one thing while another thing is happening and like having a tray bake everything in the oven drizzled with a bit of olive oil salt pepper garlic powder onion powder like i said before mix that shit up put that in the oven once it's all done take it out portion it out you've got this kind of um you know this this roast vegetable kind of sunday roast feel you can put a little bit of gray vox if you want in a little bit of um hot water mix that up drizzle that over the top doesn't really add that much um, adds a little bit of flavor. It feels like a Sunday roast vibe. So that's another kind of staple option that I'll talk about as far as like a meal, almost like a meal archetype of like doing a tray bake of just a mm. bunch of stuff in there. You can chuck in potato, you can chuck in all sorts of different things, eggplant, zucchini, whatever to, to bulk it out, but also to give it a bit of carbs some pumpkin, the, the kind of whatever your lacks are is, um, is what you can chuck in there. And it ends up being just a really, um, a really easy, simple option. And that's what most people I think need when they first get started is like, what is just like, what can I just put in the oven and be done with? I completely agree. I think sometimes it's when you're doing the planning into the prep, it's putting my protein source, putting my cooking method, putting, mm. putting my seasoning and marinade. So I was like, literally, you, you know, you're going to have chicken, you're going to do it on a sheet pan. You're going to put some rosemary and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, that's Monday. And then just going through, these are my protein options. This is how I'm going to cook it, slow cooker in the oven, um, on the barbecue, we're going to grill it, you know, whatever you're going to do. It's like you have your cooking method laid out. So, you know, is this a morning thing or is this a nighttime thing? What marinades or spices or herbs I'm going to use for this. So as I have my protein, then I have my carbohydrate source. You know, am I, you know, is it rice? Is it a potato? Is it a sweet potato? Is it a couscous? You know, is it pasta? So it's like, and again, my cooking method for that. So it's like for yourself, you go, okay, I know what I'm cooking. I know my method of carbohydrate. I know my method of protein. I know how long it's going to do. I know if I need to do something in the morning. Uh, I think, or oh, I have to do something on the weekend. So it's just having that planning ahead of time allows you to do the prep hacks needed to make everything taste great. And, you know, it, it just simplifies your options. You know exactly what you're going to do. You know, now again, you're just following through with that structural discipline like we talked before. And it does, you don't have to always make recipes. You're making a protein source taste really good. You're making a carbohydrate source taste really good. And you're chucking some vegetables in however you want to cook them and you put them together. That doesn't mean mm. it's a recipe. You're cooking the protein to make it taste good. You're cooking the carbohydrate to taste good. And you're adding the veg because you should be having the veg in there. And it's like when we look at food like that, the three, the three main macronutrients we want to try and hit, that's how you're creating great meals with good calorie content, good protein content and good micronutrients as well. So I think if we yeah. look at like that, rather than always, Oh, I need recipes. Like you don't need recipes. You just need to know how to cook a good protein. Um, yeah. that tastes really good. Uh, exactly. I think, you know, most dads listening to this, like that's what they want. They want some form of protein that just tastes really good. And then the rest of it, you can layer in the rice, the sweet potato or the potato, um, or the couscous next to it. They're like, yeah, that sounds great. Um, and just <laughs> garnish, garnish with a bit of veg. Yeah, <laughs> um, it, so you could. 
I think I think that's that's the the, the big thing, right? And if I'm go, if I want to give if I want to like condense this down, I might make this a a, a YouTube short. Hey YouTube, um, if I can do hey TikTok, if I can condense this down into like what are like what are some real go to methods? Because my wife will sometimes have this issue. If I don't make it sound like it's a meal, she'd be like, "Oh, I don't know if those two things will go together well." I'm like, "It's it's it's like it's beef and it's rice." I'm like, "It'll be fine." Like the first time I made like a, a beef stir fry, I got like a rump steak, cut it up, and did like a um, fried rice with it. And she's like, "Oh, yeah, I'm not 100 sure that's not what I'm used to." And I was like, "Don't it's 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 going to be tasty beef in tasty rice. There's no fucking issue with it. It's going to all taste great as long as you're not." combining it with ice cream it's going to be fine um but like my i would say what i'm like if i wouldn't if I, I'll, I'll go through it first and maybe you go through it well, i mean you can go through i guess what Liv does for you but um what are, <laughs> <laughs> what are my go-to cooking methods for like each type of meat so for me if i go through let's say for example steak really hot cast iron pan salt and pepper on both sides a little bit of garlic powder um wait till the pan comes up to a really hot temperature and then just sear it on both sides for like two, two and a half minutes, obviously depends on the thickness and the cut of your steak, but that's it. Cook that like that, get a really hot pan. If you've got cast iron pan or like a carbon steel, something like that. Awesome. Um, if not, it's a little bit harder to do, but you can still do it, but salt, pepper, garlic powder, do that one up. Perfect. You can serve that. You can chop that up, serve it with rice. You can chop it up and serve it through those hockey and noodles. The ones that are two minutes in boiling water and they're good to go. Those work really well as a side too. Um, but I will generally have that with like the continental pasta next to it, or sometimes we'll do it with some garlic bread. Um, that'll be like our, our go-to. If you're looking at something like chicken breast, chicken breast, I'll tend to do mostly for lunches. We don't have it that much for dinners, but if I did it for dinner, I would chop it up, cube it. I'll do the same thing with um, chicken thighs, chop it up, cube it into um, little bits, cook it in a, um, either in a wok or like a, like a heavy bottom pan. Just let it get brown, salt, pepper, a little bit of soy sauce and oyster sauce over the top of it. And then let that kind of come together. Then do the exact same thing with some vegetables and then serve that either over noodles or over rice and have like a stir fry. That would be my go-to. Um, if I was doing chicken thighs on their own, one thing I do is, is like a curry. So you go chicken thighs in a pan, go some onion, go some curry powder, some turmeric, salt and pepper, let that cook off, add in a tin of tomatoes, add in some um, light cream, or I've just been adding sort of a little bit of milk and butter just to replicate it because I forget to buy cream each week. It comes kind of comes out the same. Um, add in a bunch of vegetables and let that cook down for like 30 minutes, right? So it's one of those ones where you kind of have to be aware of it you, every now and then stir it, but it ends up making a really, really flavorful like curry, which um, I also for um, meat-free Fridays for the Good Friday, I ended up doing like a chickpea and lentil curry, which I really, really liked. Um, oh, I have to do another video about that, my vegan recipes for everybody. Uh, it was vegan until I added butter because it was lacking a little something. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, if you've got like a big hunk of meat, like a big roast, again, chuck that in the oven, salt, pepper, garlic powder, onion powder, paprika, rub that on the outside, let that come up to temperature, usually about like 50 degrees, and then slice it. Either have it on its own with some gravy, with some roast vegetables as well, or do it, we, we tend to do it with garlic bread. My wife likes garlic bread, so we have garlic bread a lot. Um, those, those tend to be the, like, if you think about the staples, um, the final one is lean beef mince or mince in general. Um, you get the leanest mince you can. I'll cook that up either as a chili con carne. So go like tinned tomatoes, a can of beans, um, onion, garlic, and vegetables. We usually use just carrot, broccoli, and capsicum. Chuck all of that into the pot with it. Let that simmer down, let that thicken up. And then you've got chili con carne, serve it with a side of rice, right? Easy done or we'll end up using that in a pasta. So I'll cook up either some um, uh, lentil, red lentil pasta, which is a higher protein pasta, or even just normal wheat pasta is fine too. So I'll fry off some um, beef mince, vegetables, add in a jar of dolmio sauce because I'm lazy. Again, hacks, do the lazy thing. It's, it works just as well. Jar of dolmio sauce, mix that together, let that bubble up while the pasta's cooking, stir through the pasta, high protein, very filling meal, right? So those are probably my go-to like meal prep options or staple ways that I would cook most of the proteins that you'll encounter. And every other kind of protein that you'll encounter, every other like, you know, oh, but it's like a chicken breast crumb schnitzel or it's this or it's that all going to fall under that kind of category. Yeah. Most of them are going to fall like, oh, but this is a turkey breast strip. Well, it's the fucking same thing as a chicken breast strip, right? Oh, it's pork mince. Yeah, again, same thing. Doesn't really matter unless you're, uh, you know, unless you're halal or unless you're kosher, right? You know, 
you can have it. It's the exact same method of cooking. So those are probably the default ways that I tend to cook. Again, that's my palate. That's the things that I tend to enjoy. Um, but yeah, that's, that's just to give you some ideas of like, what are the default ways you can cook some of these things? Mate, I completely agree. I'm not going to go into it as much detail as you. So I, I think yeah, for, for me, free. mate, exactly, dude. <laughs> like for, for me, 100%, I use a barbecue whenever we cook. You know, it's yep. making sure the barbecue's hot, 200, at least 200 degrees before I chuck a steak on there. Steak's already seasoned, got some salt, some pepper, super simple. Just chuck it on there. It depends on the thickness of the steak. Chuck on the grill, three to five minutes each side done, pull it off. If I'm going to cook a salmon in there, same thing, put it on the pan in, the, in there, make sure there's a bit of oil in there, skin down, make sure it's crispy as hell, you know, chuck it on the skin side for about two to three minutes, flip it, and then just cook it till it's pink, like pink in the middle, I like a bit more of a medium rare. Um, so I'll cook a steak and a salmon or even any other type of fish on the grill, on the barbecue. And then if we're looking at slow cooking, slow cooking for like seven to 12 hours, it'll be the silver side, it'll be um, like a lamb shoulder, so with the silver side, just chuck some garlic cloves in it, chuck some, like a, chuck a stock in there or just cups of water in there, just make sure it's seasoned well. And you chuck it in there, don't have to do anything else. The, the lamb as well, the same, there's a, there's a streets, um, uh, like a kebab flavoring you can buy from Woolworths. You can just drop the seasoning. It tastes amazing. You just chuck yeah. it on top of the, the diced lamb and we'll chuck it in there. It tastes so good. Um, tastes like you're having a kebab meat, um, <laughs> which is fantastic. Um, and that's how we'll cook like a, a lamb shoulder or a, a diced lamb. Um, like those are the, the big four proteins that we kind of have during the week, like a salmon, mm. a steak, a lamb, and a silver side at the moment. We don't do too much chicken. I'm not a big chicken person, but if we are doing chicken, we'll literally just flatten it, dice it, chuck it in the pan, season it well um, inside the house. And I think that's that's what we look at that. And we normally have that with a, kind of like a stir fry. Um, but I'll add my – and again, when everything's grilling, it's like just chuck the – that if we've chopped up the sweet potato the, or the potato, we'll chuck in the air fryer or we just get the McCain sweet potato fries. The calories on that are quite good. And we just chuck mm. those in the air fryer and they're good to go. Add the veg in and we're, we're fine. Or it's like a mashed potato. I'm very big on the potatoes because the calories for potatoes are quite good. Um, mm. And with that, they're quite filling as well. You know, if you're having like a 200 gram steak and you're having like 300, 350 grams of potatoes, like it's, it's a half a kilo meal. Um, it's a bulky so you, meal. It's a bill. It is. And the yeah. calories aren't blowing out too high if you've got a lean steak. Um, and if it's a lean man, so I'll just chuck some taco. And it's like for like a taco kind of night or, mm. or a naked bowl kind of night. It's like chuck your mince in there, fry it off a bit, chuck some taco seasoning in it. Whilst that's cooking, just make sure you know you are cooking it well. Just dice the lettuce to the tomato, add some low-fat cheese, add a little bit of avocado, chuck it together, and you've got like your naked burrito bowl. Um, mm. I, I think – most people overcomplicate things and they're trying to make yeah. elaborate recipes. Oh, when I cooked HelloFresh, like it take me like 5 million, they have to give you 5 million steps because that's yeah. how they say in business. They don't say grill a steak and put some fries in the air fryer. Like that's not going to keep them in business, right? So mm -hmm. it can be simple. Um, and most of the time, like simple wins because simple is what you do. Um, and simple is easy. And mm. simple doesn't mean it doesn't taste good. It just means you need to understand how to make simple taste good. And I think that's with everything we've talked about today as far as stocks, marinades, seasonings, and cooking methods. So it's making sure you're matching the meat with the right cooking method is, is a key thing for us to do as well. Mm, yeah. Uh, my final point, because I forget about fish all the time because I don't really eat it. Uh, tin of tuna, tins of tuna, hundred percent, get them there. Don't, you can be that guy in the office. Don't worry about it. Uh, no one, oh, no man. one will care. Just don't chuck it in the microwave. Oh, I, I mate, fish is a, fish is a, a staple here. That's for like, cause uh, in the human Valley, mate, human yeah. Valley, I've got the, the salmon all, you know, for me, it's like 20 bucks a kilo, um, as a Jeez. maximum, um, uh, for a slab of salmon. So, you know, I'll have salmon every single week, mate, and I'll, yeah, you know, twice you enjoy. a week. <laughs> I'll, have, uh, I'll have fish oil twice a day as my, uh, as my replacement. My grand lives in Lancelot, which is like a, uh, uh, you know, crayfishing town, basically. Oh, and they're disappointed every Christmas when I don't have any. It's like, that's not my final one as well. Dorsonia, 97% free uh, ham. That's such a good option. They just sit in little pre-sealed packs. Yep. That's like 20 grams of protein in a little pack. I don't care if it doesn't go with it. Chuck it in with your meal. 
chicken and ham roll boom done if you need a little bit extra protein you've got like this thick stack of ham just eat it it's good um but those those preserved options are really really good Mate, even if i'm going to the shops even if i'm going to the shops and i'm hungry i'll just grab one of those packets of ham and i'll just eat it out of the packet on the way home sometimes (laughs) i'll literally just have 100 grams of pre-sealed ham it's like hey got some protein 100 percent. that's better um (laughs) so like don't don't be shy about doing that guys i have been known to walk up to a worse um where they do the pre-cooked chicken just buying 100 grams and just munching on some chicken as as the, they do the peri peri chicken at Woolworths. it's like oh, the yeah. flavored one um tastes pretty good as well uh, i think it's like two it's only two bucks two dollars thirty or something like that per 100 grams so at the end of the day it's actually quite cheap um yeah. and it's pre-cooked it's seasoned so you can chuck that in a wrap you buy 500 grams of that for the week um and you know that's an easy thing for you to do without you having having to cook um your mm. chickens for the day um your chickens for the day your chicken for the week um hopefully not day of the week the month or the year or the year whatever yeah. it is it's done for you you don't have to do it um but exactly. that is that is meal planning that is meal prepping i hope that gave you some tips some hacks and some direction um, for your week, mm-hmm. guys. If you want some coaching from us, go to fit-dad.club. Um, we have 21-day challenges where we kickstart you with helping you understand your nutrition IQ, getting your training in place, getting you kickstarted for your long-term journey. Um, we have long-term coaching as well. Um, but with that, go to fit-dad.club and you can sign up for that. You can go and leave us a review um, on YouTube or Apple or Spotify, five-star and a review. And tell us also what you want to hear more of. Mm. That definitely helps us out with content and helps us give you what you want. And I think that's a key thing as well because we're going to keep showing up every week and and if we don't want to know more about, you know, just what Jace does each day, um, you've got to tell us what to do and what yeah, to talk about. Day in the life. If you don't want to hear a day in the life, you've got to give me something else to talk about. <laughs> exactly. Um, Jace, you, you want to say anything to sign off today? No, it's all, it's pretty straightforward for me. Just um, be willing. I think the biggest thing with, you know, with the gym, with training, with fitness, with cooking, with everything is be willing to fail, be willing to have a go at things, right? Like a lot of people get uncomfortable in the kitchen because they've not done it before. Um, But it's a learning journey, just like learning about nutrition, just like learning about lifting weights and getting into the gym. You're always going to be learning new skills, but you know, cooking, eating is going to be something that you're going to be doing for the rest of your life, uh, at least, you know, 20 times a week or so, if not more. So make sure you make the most of it and be willing to show up with a bit of a beginner mentality and say, you know, what, it's okay if I fuck this up, right? It's not the end of the world. I'm still learning. I'm going to get better, right? Every, every master was once a disaster. I love that. All right, guys, peace yeah. out. Talk to you next week and uh, see ya.